Welcome to Faith FM. I think that we're live. I'm just looking into the eyes of everyone here <laughs> and pretending that we are. Uh, I'm your host today, Blake, and I'm here with Mon. How are Yo, you? I am good as gold, mate. How are you? Good, good. We got Shell producing, and we are going for it today. Um, probably going to be a little different than normal. Yeah, uh, I came up with a name for us, by the way. I'm calling us the Leave Team because we're covering people on leave. The Leave Team. I yeah, like that. Team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to bludgeon our way through this. <laughs> Make sure we don't mess up too much. Well, it's okay if we do. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the worst thing that can happen is the regular people come back. Yeah, and everyone's relieved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, everyone. Lyle and Lawson will be back. <laughs> but uh, we're here. I'm, I'm excited. We we got to go to a wedding yesterday. It was so good. It was so fun. Yeah. I loved it. It was, I mean, stinking hot. There were burnouts. <laughs> and the I, wedding dress caught on fire, speaking yeah, of burn. That was wild. <laughs> I did, Wasn't did you that see wild? it happen? Uh, no, but I saw it before and after. Okay, yeah. So I knew that it had, I knew when it happened because it, I saw the burning and I was like, oh, yeah. that's on fire. Yeah. So it was an outdoor wedding and there was lots of mosquitoes and they had, um, little skeets. Skeets. <laughs> and they had, um, little, like, uh, those bug candles, you know, to keep away, citronella. And, uh, someone had put one right near the altar and when the, the bride uh, walked to the altar and then turned around. Her train went over the top of one of the flames and caught on fire. Thankfully, the uh, maid of honor saw it and stomped it out. And unfortunately, I'm so bummed. I was taking a video and I stopped viewing right when she started stomping, so I missed the whole thing. But the surprising thing was that almost nobody saw it happen. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's like the <laughs> definition of smooth. I, I know, right? Bride's <laughs> <laughs> just, just catches on fire and nobody <laughs> blinks. <laughs> All, all of the day's work here at the wedding. Um, okay, well, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I guess we're supposed to do thankful things, and I'm thankful for weddings. Yeah, I'm thankful for the bride not having gone up in smoke yesterday. Yeah, that, praise that the is, Lord for that. That is a good thing to be <laughs> thankful for, absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, live with, my voice is cracked there, <laughs> with Blake and mine. How's it going? I was just thinking your voice, like it sounds so radio smooth that you almost sound like a recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, that crack just changed it all. Now How you good know. was that song? Woo, I'm awake now. Yeah, I know, for sure. I, I love some uh, some Irish tunes there. That was uh, Keith and Kristen Getty, Nothing But the Blood, Hymns for the Christian Life, deluxe version. Oh, nice. I read deluxe. it all. Yeah, I'm sure DJ Shell put that deluxe in there for the two of us. I thank you so much. Dude, can we call her DJ Shell? Yeah, she's on the decks, man. She's DJ Shell. <laughs> DJ Shell. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning Christian hits. Woo! <laughs> nice work. I love it. So I think this is a part of the show. Yeah, where we're going to we... do the quiz, man. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't know the answers, do you? No. Okay, don't say them out loud if okay. you figure it out. Write them down. Can this I is say them quietly? <laughs> quietly, but not into the microphone. Okay, okay so our <laughs> quiz apparently runs differently these days. So what happens is it's a multiple, like it's, there's a points system. Oh, yeah. So there's like five the different questions, and as you progress, you get more points because the questions get harder. Boom. And so if our listeners want to win something, uh, they can call up. But if they call up in like the first question, which is the easiest question, they get like a Faith FM bookmark or bumper sticker. Right, right. But if they wait and get two questions right, they get a back issue of Signs Magazine. Mm-hmm. Very excellent Signed. magazine. If Love they it. want it, I'll sign it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, I'll kiss it or something. <laughs> and then if they wait... 
for the third question, they get a, a pocket sermon. If they wait for the fourth question, they get the bargain book. And if they wait for the big one, the big kahuna, the fifth question, get all the answers right, they get the book of the day. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So you ready for this? So this is our yeah. first question. It's worth 100 <laughs> points. The theme of today is Once Upon a Rhyme. And the first one <laughs> is, goes like this, ready? What did the first woman sew together to hide her nakedness? Don't say anything out loud. Don't say anything out loud, Blake. I'm going to read it again. What did the first woman sew together to hide her nakedness? Wow. Mm. Awkward. Yeah. Give it's, us a call if you think you know the answer. Our number is 0491-064-669. You can call or text and talk to DJ Shill. It's 0491-064-669. And Blake, have I got some good news for you today. Yes. I want to also just say it's two words. Yeah, it is two words. I just oh, to that's say what that. the fingers were for yeah, two yeah, words. Yeah, DJ yeah. Show was like making yeah. peace signs at me. And I'm like, yeah, peace, dude. Two words. <laughs> no, I thought she just wanted me to read out the uh, the question twice. Nope, two words. What did the first woman sew together to hide her nakedness? It's two words. Give us a call. Wow. Blake, our good news story today is a personal story. Yesterday, I had one of the most amazing experiences. I've always said this. Relief is one of the best feelings in the world, and I got a massive dose of it yesterday. Oh, so... Okay. I finally got around to doing something that I've been putting off for 20 years. What? Yeah, 20 years. Have you ever had a full body skin cancer check? No. Yeah. Is that a thing? Dude, how long have you been living in Australia now? 15 years. Dude, you have to start getting your body checked at least once, if not twice a year. Do you know that Australia is underneath the massive hole in the ozone layer? I, like, I'm not kidding. Australians, like, have the highest rate of skin cancer in the world. Two out of three how do you, how do you Aussies. Get checked? So you book it out. You just go to a skin cancer three. clinic. Like, almost every suburb has a skin cancer clinic, and you just book it, and you go, and it's pretty quick. The doctor has, like, a special little tools, and he goes over your body, checks out any sort of moles or freckles or any markings on your body. Um, I've been putting it off for 20 years. I had a friend when I was uh, just at the tail end of my teenage years. She was studying nursing, and she was on a mission to get all her friends checked, and that's when I started thinking about it. And it's only been now, 20 years later, that I've actually gotten around to doing it. Besties, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The reason I got it done was because I have this mark on my arm. I think you can see it there. It actually looks a little bit like... um, like an old burn mark, like a little sort of like old scar tissue. And oh, it yeah. popped up like a few months ago. And I just thought to myself, did I like scratch myself or something? But then like months went by and it still wasn't disappearing. And that's when I started to get worried. And so I Googled image skin cancers and it does look like one of the options because there's a few different scary. skin cancers. Yeah. And so I thought I'm now going to have to actually go and do this. And so I went, booked it, went to Maitland Skincare, Skin Cancer Clinic, just around the corner from the studio here in Newcastle. And, oh, Blake, I'm so happy to tell you that I'm completely skin cancer free. But also, get this, praise the Lord, the doctor said that I have one of the most flawless, healthy skins (laughs) he has ever seen in his practice. He said I'm in the top four in his last 10 years. Top four? Top four in his last 10 years of practice. the final four. Dude, like that's... Wow. You're looking at some pretty flawless (laughs) skin right now, and you're welcome. (laughs) But I did want to talk about this because the doctor was chatting with me, and he actually told me some pretty scary stuff. He said he's had a harrowing couple of months because around Christmas he actually found five melanomas in people under the age of 25. 
Oh, wow. Like, that's intense. One of them was only 21 years old, and she was, like, on the verge. Like, it was about to hit her lymph glands. And if it hits your lymph glands, it just, poof, just explodes throughout your body, and then you die. The person who actually put me on wow. that clinic, um, Amanda Hulbert, who was a local Adventist nurse, she um, she gets hers checked religiously every year. And the reason she done it is because a friend of hers died at the age of 28 from skin cancer. And I'm, like, 10 years older than that. So, okay, wow. yeah, we need to get checked um, and I actually wanted to share something that I've been reading about because I was wondering, I was like, I used to get sunburned all the time at summer camp. Like, I'm a summer camp Morven, and I've been sunburned so bad. Like, I've had people vacuum cleaning skin off my back. So, Ouch. yeah, I was like, how did I, how did I skip that? How did I escape it? And so I've been doing some research and discovering that actually your diet has a massive effect on your skin cancer results. And um, eating anti- antioxidant-rich foods can actually bolster skin protection and reduce sunburn redness by 40%. Really? And on the flip side, get this, this might also explain something about the Aussie stats. Alcohol can dramatically drop the level of antioxidants in your skin within eight minutes of consumption. They actually did a study of 300,000 people where they found that excessive drinking was associated with higher rates of sunburn. And doesn't that just sound like Aussie culture? We all go to the beach and we get drunk. And like it's like it's creating this basically a Molotov cocktail within your body. Um, so alcohol does um, breaks down in the body and gener- breaks down parts of your body wow. and generates massive numbers of free radicals. And the free radicals then eat up the antioxidants that are protecting your skin. Whereas plants produce their own built-in protection against the damage of the sun, and we can expropriate those by eating them. So basically, the stuff that's protecting the plants from getting sunburned, if we eat that, we get that protection as well. So you can almost say that fruit and vegetables provide the best polypharmacy. It's almost like the best drugstore to prevent cancer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They did a crazy study, right? They took 20 women and they burnt their backsides, their their derriers, with a UV lamp. And (laughs) before and after, half of them ate, get this, three tablespoons of tomato paste a day for three months, right? And there was significant less DNA damage in the derriers of those who ate the tomatoes than those who didn't. And they did a flip study where they got volunteers um, to burn their backsides on UV lamps, but they gave them shots of, (coughs) excuse me, vodka. And... um, the time span until they started turning red was significantly shorter with the alcohol consumption. And even if you mix your alcohol with some sort of plant, like orange juice. Like, um, yeah, I don't know if we, I, I won't even say that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But even if you consume any, like basically any kind of plant matter, yeah. like orange juice, um, it actually reduces how red and the burn time. So if you drink alcohol, not only will you burn worse, you'll also burn quicker and your body won't be able to um, protect it. So the risk wow. of developing um, premature skin aging and skin cancer is massively increased with alcohol consumption and massively decreased with a plant-based whole food diet. Wow. Yeah, go that figure. Is, that's wild stuff. Yeah, so I really wanted to share that today. I've been reading all about it. The I, alcohol one makes so much sense to me too yeah. because it, alcohol just breaks down so much stuff. And so basically it's making you more vulnerable to mm-hmm. um, getting skin cancer. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you know, we definitely don't promote the consumption of alcohol here on Faith FM. But if you are so. someone who drinks, maybe try and separate your drinking from your sun time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and download a little app called Willy Weather. My doctor told me to get Willy Weather. It's a little app and it shows you when the UV, yeah. yeah, the UV rays are the highest. And he says like when it's at the peak, when it goes purple at the top, you're basically in purgatory. <laughs> and, uh, and he said definitely don't go outside during that time. But you know what? Why stay inside and hide away when you can just eat some plants, steer clear of some unhealthy I stuff and go wanna, outside all the time? I just kind of want to cover myself in guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Well, we'll, we'll do both. I'll cover my skin and then eat it with <laughs> chips as well, too. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to Faith FM live on the Breakfast Show here with Blake and Mon. I'd actually like to be now be known as Mon with the flawless skin from now on. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> Bla- just- <laughs> with Blake and Mon with the flawless skin. Thank okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> the the artist formerly known as Mon. <laughs> no, actually, let's not do that. People think that I like don't have pimples or something, but it's, it's, I don't have skin cancer. <laughs> Got it. Okay, good stuff. And uh, we are. About to jump into our quiz yeah, for the day. Yeah, once upon a rhyme. Okay, so it's different than normal, right? Yeah, it's different from normal. I'm going to actually give away the answer to the okay. first one, just so people can understand how it works. So the first quiz, uh, question, question, the <laughs> quiz first question, question. <laughs> yes, which is worth a hundred points, was what did the first woman sew together to hide her nakedness? And because the theme is once upon a rhyme, the answers have to rhyme. So the answer to that one was Eve's leaves. Oh, yeah. The first woman, Eve. What did she say together? Leaves. So, Eve. So, leaves. it's got to be. This is got to. Everything's got to rhyme. Everything's got to rhyme. So, we know it's fig leaves, but right. that doesn't rhyme. So, it's got to be Eve's, Eve's leaves. Eve's leaves. Okay. 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 So, now I'm going to give you the second one. I lo- this is probably my favorite quiz ever. Okay. <laughs> so, this is worth 200 points. What would you call the king of Israel who stood head and shoulders above everyone else? <gasps> 200 points, it's two words, it has to rhyme. What would you call the king of Israel who stood head and shoulders above everyone else? Oh, I got this mm, Give us a call. You can call or text our studio, 0491-064-669. And uh, if you get it right, we're going to give you a couple of prizes. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of prizes? <laughs> Are you right there? Do you need some water? <laughs> things are happening. Things are funny today. I'm excited. Um, this is this is very interesting. I love the the rhyming. Uh, if, if you had not given me Eve's leaves, I would. I'm, I'd still be like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm glad we gave the first one away because uh-huh. th- that was like be. now I know. And now I think I know what the what this answer is as well too. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I got to tell you, I got like when Shell was testing this out on me this morning, I got the first three right pretty easy, but I was stuck on the last two. But there are some people out there who are so clever. They're so punny and rhymy. I'm sure they better get this right. Rhinoceroses. (laughs) Oh, my days. (laughs) What's happening around the world? Blake, tell us. Well, I... I got to say, sorry, people are not going to like this, but I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on. I told you guys about this a little bit earlier, but I needed to let everyone know there's a conspiracy happening in Australia. I'm so keen. And it's about tennis. Oh, gee, I wonder what you're going to talk about. (laughs) So Djokovic, he was sent home to, well, sent to Dubai, not sent Mm -hmm. home, because he was unvaccinated. And not because he was a threat, but because... He was a threat with his ideology, maybe? I don't know how to say that exactly. His influence, maybe? 
Um, and so wh- whatever whatever the case may be, uh, he is now gone. But Conspiracy Blake is here. Tell to, us all about your conspiracy. tell you so exactly kidding. what's happening. So Novak I looked at the history. Mm-hmm. Djokovic has won nine Australian Opens. That's impressive. Right. If he had won one more, it would have been ten, and they would have had to name the Australian Open the Djokovic Open. Really? Yeah, that's what I think was taking place. <laughs> and then so in order to stop this from happening, the ScoMo himself was like, nope, not going to let it happen. We're keeping it the Australian Open. We can't let Djokovic win again. And they knew he was going to win because he was highly motivated this and time around. And he's vegan. And vegan. Like, vegan. They, like you blink and they've repaired. They've recovered. <laughs> like that's how quick a vegan athlete and recovers. He, he might be one of the top four skin people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might be in the top four with Novak. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that the Aussie tennis department, as it's called, the ATD, <laughs> they were scared that Djokovic was going to win, and then they were going to have to name the Australian Open the Djokovic Open, and they were going to have to give the, the title to him and the keys to the country. And they didn't want it to happen, so they made up COVID um, <laughs> two years ago. In preparation. In preparation. I saw this coming. Yeah, they were like, we can tell that this is going to happen, so the whole thing's made up. Conspiracy Blake, go. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so I'm not 100% on board with this theory. What I do think is crazy, though, is Let that- me ask you this. Hold yeah, on. Go on, go on. Has he won nine? Yes. It's a fact. It's not a theory. This is a fact. Okay. But the stupid thing the stupid thing is, Blake, right? Like the Aussie government kicked him out because they were concerned that his influence was gonna, you know, take over our citizens and convince more people to not be vaccinated. The thing is, like, from personal experience, personal like I'm just looking at myself now, I'm not really interested in tennis. I barely know who he is. Like he doesn't really hit my radar. What's happened now, like the Australian government could not have done anything more to absolutely amplify who his he is views 100%. and his stance and why he's doing it and like all the particulars related. Like I've never been more informed about Novak Djokovic and his stance on the vax. If they had just let him in, let him play, let him go home, I wouldn't have even known he was here or what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I, they could like what they're trying to achieve by shoving him out. They've literally done the exact reverse. It's just so silly. Mm. And I think that that is a testament to. So many things that are happening around the world, like yeah. what is being, what is attempted to, to be achieved, is the opposite effect is is taking place. Do you think this is a freedom of speech issue? Who, I mean, isn't everything? Yeah, because I, like, I think it's terrible that they're not letting someone in because of that person's influence and because of that person's opinions. To me, that's like it's going down a very scary track. Mm. No, for sure. I I think. If you look, if he was actually some sort of threat to public health, I think it would be a bigger thing. But he's already had COVID, mm. so like at some point, everyone at some point, I mean, whether we like it or not, probably everyone is going to get COVID, right. you know. And so, I just don't know, you know, if this was the best route going yeah. forward, um, yeah. regardless of your political views or your vaccine views or whatever, right. like. Was this really necessary, yeah. all of this kerfuffle, exactly. if we can say kerfuffle? And the fact that they let him in and then did a turnaround. And, I think that's yeah. probably the most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Like, look, if you're going to, if, you know, if you're going to 
go down a path, just go down that path. Don't, you know, dip your toes in the water, pretend that you're going to go swimming, and they're like, oh, no, I'm out. I'm yeah. not going to do this. Because that's kind of what they did with this. Like, yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah, come and play. Mm. Oh, actually, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were just doing that to save face because of your conspiracy theory, Blake. Yeah, to make it more legit. <laughs> that legitimizes the, the real conspiracy theory. You heard it here first on Faith FM. <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually do anything wrong. He was following, like, the regulations that were meted out to him, you know, getting his visa and so forth, and many countries I don't know what the stance is in Australia at the moment but many countries recognize someone who has recovered from covid being the same as someone who's had the jab um, just oftentimes with a, with a time limitation. So like I know in Germany, if you recover, that you, you get all the privileges that someone who's had the jab, but you're only going for six months. So you can travel and do whatever you like, that kind of thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's considered like a natural vaccine. Like you've recovered, your body is fought it off. It knows what's going on now. So, yeah. That's That makes sense. Right. So like, if he's recovered. Like, it's like chicken pox. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you had it and you beat it, you're good. You're good. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense why they didn't let him in, especially if he's a recovered COVID patient. Have you had COVID? I don't. I might have. <laughs> that is such a man response. So many men I know like got like a little cold sometime no, in the no, last no. two years, and like I'm pretty sure I had COVID. No, I, I, this <laughs> was the flu. real deal. This was very. This was beyond man flu. Okay. Like I've had man flu, but I this I was I was like pretty this. sick. So I think I I think I might have had it. So this is I feel like I've had it. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, Lyle did this like a year or so ago. He got the flu. And he's like, I'm pretty sure it's COVID. <laughs> pretty sure. It felt like it was. It felt like it was in my heart. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Is Man, flu yeah. in your heart. <laughs> um, I want to say as well too. We only have hardly any time as well too. America is just going crazy. Like yeah. if you think Djokovic getting kicked out of Australia is wild, like. The stuff that's going on in the Democratic Party with Joe Biden and I think her name is uh, Tulsi Gubbard. I think, oh, if I got that wrong, I'm I'm really sorry, Tulsi Gubbard. Uh, but she uh, basically called Joe Biden out, Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard. She calls Joe Biden out for dividing the country, basically, mm-hmm. and ridiculing uh, anyone who doesn't believe in his, I guess, political agenda right now and... Uh, comparing comparing his most recent speech with what she said, with what Hillary Clinton was saying uh, back when she was running against Trump as well, too. So the country, I think, in America right now, at least politically, has never been more divided, which is a really crazy thing because it's, it's been pretty divided in the past, but this yeah. is the most divided it's ever been. But apparently Joe Biden's approval rating is down into the 20s, Ooh, which is wow. like the lowest approval rating of any president you know in years even lower than the orange man oh really (laughs) yeah so so it's a pretty it's pretty wild times over there Mm -hmm. in america and i just i actually just want to say you know i i know i'm american so it's a place close to my heart but we should just pray for those Americans. Yeah. You're like it's a wild time, and the the world is a crazy place. But you're listening to Faith FM. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM with Blake and Mon here on the live Breakfast Show, and we're going to jump into our quiz for the day. Yes. It's it's rhymetacular. It's- 
<laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Did you, shall I give away the answer to the last one? Yeah, okay, all right. So the last one was, for 200 points, what would you call the king of Israel who stood head and shoulders above everyone else? Did you figure it out, Blake? Tell us. Tall Saul. Yeah, you got it. So cool. <laughs> so we've had Eve's leaves and Tall Saul. And this next one's my favorite one. You ready? Yeah. So for 300 points, what would you call flowers of Sharon belonging to the Ten Commandments man? What would you call flowers of Sharon belonging to the Ten Commandments man? You look super confused, Blake. I am. <laughs> Call or text the studio on 0491064669. If you know the answer, uh, you're at 300 points and you can get some super cool prizes. What would you call Flowers of Sharon belonging to the Ten Commandments man? It's two words. It's got a rhyme. Give us a call. Woohoo! I'm so excited about this quiz. <laughs> I am completely at a loss for words there. I'm like, Flowers of Sharon... Yeah, don't say it. Don't don't say it out loud. I'm not. Well, I don't even know. I, I know this answer because when I was a kid, my mum got me a T-shirt, like a, a Christian Bible verse T-shirt, and on the front it had the verse about these flowers of Sharon, with the flowers in question sort of depicted around it, and it was like my favourite T-shirt. So I knew exactly what flower they were referring to. I got to think about this one more. I don't have that one. But uh, we, while I'm thinking about that, we have, if I'm not mistaken, do we have Etienne McClintock on the phone? Yes, you do, Blake. Good morning, Blake. Good morning, Mom. Good morning, Etienne. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's been a while, Mom. Yeah, it's been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it has indeed. It's a hot hey, I, uh, I, I, I did get the, the tall Saul answer, and it took me a while to figure out this, this other one. Don't and say I've got it. the answer for that as well. I <laughs> Tell us afterwards. It took me a little bit longer. <laughs> well, we, we'll send you some prizes then. <laughs> oh, oh, I you, just figured it out. I just saw the light bulb come I on. I just for James. figured it out <laughs> in my head. Okay. Got it. <laughs> that was a great moment. The light bulb just really came on. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Etienne, tell us about what's happening down with um, Voice of the Marches. Is that what you're working with at the moment? Yes, that's correct. Yes, uh, look, we we appreciate all the support of uh, you know Faith FM listeners over the last twelve months. It's been a, a tough year for many Christians around the world, and so mm. their prayers have very much been appreciated. But also, you know, if you uh, if you go to vom.com.au, you can just hit the subscribe button, sign up to our free newsletter, either in print form or just via email, or even our prayer points that comes out on the Thursday. Uh, the Bible encourages us to pray with the Spirit and pray with the understanding. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I think it's verse 15, we are told to pray with the Spirit and the understanding. And of course, if you know the story, you can pray into that story. And, you know, some of these stories are quite urgent. And the biggest request we often get from people, you know, who are persecuted, the first request is always pray. That God will give them wisdom and boldness you know, so they can still be a witness for Him and, and spread the gospel. And to be wise in the way they do it and when to speak, when to keep silent. Some of these people live under, you know, uh, difficult circumstances and persecution varies from place to place. Some of it's more milder forms. It's just discrimination. They can't get jobs. Sometimes more severe forms, they are, you know, open to attacks or kidnappings. And then it goes beyond that even to martyrdom. So it's pretty tough for them. But at the moment, it's like... So, Voice, Sorry, of the, Voice of the Martyrs is a is a is a is a ministry that deals with people uh, Christians in persecution. Is that correct? Like, what is what is actually yes. Voice of the Martyrs for those who think it's a singing group? Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you asked. Look, uh, Voice of the Martyrs. We want to be a voice for persecuted Christians around the world. So, we operate in over 68 countries around the world at the moment. Globally, I think it's over 70 now. It just seems to be growing. There's a a, a global animosity that's um, 
growing and rising up against Christianity. And so we operate in these countries uh, to provide Bibles, to provide aid, to make Christians aware, to get the church in the free world, like Australia, even in the U.S., Blake, to uh, enter into fellowship with persecuted Christians, so to pray for them. And so we encourage people to sign up to our newsletter. And if they do that uh, at this stage, just hit the subscribe button on the homepage there, vom.com.au. Um, they can get that free newsletter. And also we will send them a book, a, a, a printed book uh, called Tragedy in Kabul. Now, this book is written by uh, Dr. Anneli Grunewald, and she's, in, in my language, is a Grunewald, and she's actually uh, went there with her husband as missionaries, and they experienced some tragedy there, but she shows, uh, you know, the, the hope that comes out of tragedy quite often, where they were working in Afghanistan as missionaries. So it's a, it's a, it's a book that we would love to uh, give people if they just sign up to our free newsletter. And also, if you look at the Bible Plus campaign, you know, the second request we get from people after prayer is normally for Bibles. There's a big shortage of Bibles in many countries. There's 52 countries and territories where the Bible is outlawed. It's illegal to have those. You could be imprisoned, thrown uh, into a labor camp, or even just lose your life for having it, or even distributing it. You know? Places like um, North Korea, for example. And also now, even in China, it's becoming very difficult to get a Bible, even the free self-patriotic movement, which is this communist-sponsored church there, which is heavily compromised. You can only preach what they tell you to preach, and uh, your sermons get uh, reviewed and edited before you preach them in many instances. Um, people there are struggling to get Bibles, especially underground church, which is uh, quite big, you know, up to 100 million Christians wow. belong to this illegal religious operation in that country uh, because they want to be part of the free self movement because there's so many things you cannot preach and you've got to be very pro-communist and you've got to celebrate all the communist heroes and sing communist songs as part of your worship service. So we're you know, challenging times for people. So um, we provide Bibles, but in those areas where things are really tough, we also have, it's called Bibles Plus. We'll provide things such as you know, food like rice and noodles or oil, hygiene items, blankets, in tropical areas, no mosquito nets. So it's practical. So we provide spiritual support, provide for their spiritual needs, and as well also for the essential physical needs. Because a lot of these people now during COVID have been struggling. When aid has been distributed um, in countries like where there's uh, Islamic uh, you know, majority, they will find out if you're a Christian or not. They want you to say the Islamic prayer. And if you don't do that, they won't provide you with aid. It's very difficult when you're looking into the eyes of your uh, young children who may not have eaten for a number of days, and then you've got to decide, well, do I get some food to them now, or do I just keep on living by faith and rely on God to provide? And quite often those prayers that they pray for themselves and their children, if they remain faithful, is actually answered by the voice of the martyrs and people who are supporting these projects. So we encourage people to go and have a look there and, uh, and uh, you know, at least sign up to your newsletter. We would love people just to be part of praying for Christians because we know it makes such a big difference. We often get reports back of people sort of almost through the Holy Spirit knowing that other people are praying for them. They're not feeling uh, lonely, you know. They feel the presence of God in some way. And sometimes people, when they're at their wits end, the last bit of energy they have, somehow God just shows up and strengthens them and encourages them and provides for them. Amazing stories that come from that. And so uh, these stories will encourage anybody in their spiritual walk. 
It's absolutely incredible. So, I was just thinking, like, we we seem to have no concept here, like in a country like Australia. You know, most of us have multiple Bibles lying around at home. I'm looking at Faith FM desk right here. I can see four Bibles just lying around, the, you know, around the office. And we don't seem to ever really understand and comprehend what it must be like to be, like, even persecuted to the point of death for just having a Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of blows your mind a little bit that this is happening in 2022. They treasure the Bible. I've seen handwritten Bibles when I've been overseas wow. where people don't have enough Bibles. So if there's one Bible, even if it's just maybe just the Gospel of Matthew or whatever it may be, they will actually break the binding and pull out the pages. So when they meet in the underground church in secret, you know, they'll swap pages. So I might have Matthew 1 and 2, you know, Mon, you'll have two, uh, 3 and 4, and Blake will have 5 and 6. Wow. Next time we'll swap over. They'll try and commit it to memory. So one Bible can serve five families or more in some places where it's really scarce, and they'll handwrite it, they'll commit it to the memory, because they say, look, if they, if they find us with the Bible or confiscate it, we may end up in prison. But if we've committed it to memory, no one can take that away from us. And I have so an app on my shame. phone with, like, every yeah. single version of the Bible ever written. Like, I can just Absolutely. open it with the tap of my thumb. It's just mind-boggling the difference. Mm. Well, look, even in China now, for example, it's uh, illegal to have a, a, a Bible on your phone unless you're part of a uh, official church. Oh, and, uh, really? And, uh, all, yes, also all Bible apps and all Bible websites, any Christian websites. For example, when I was there two, three years ago, uh, I couldn't access them. I had to go to a VPN. So if you had a phone that was connected to one of the Australian networks and you were, you know, um, roaming, then you could access it, but not on the, uh, the website in the hotels or anything like that. So what often happens, Christians get VPNs and they may try and access it that way if they can, uh, but VPNs keep on being shut down and they keep on trying to discover new VPNs to do it. Oh, so we actually do printed Bibles. We do do electronic Bibles. Of course, it's a lot easier to smuggle in a small little SD card, a little chip with a Bible on it mm-hmm. that people can use on their phones. Uh, but we also do printed Bibles and these get smuggled in or they get printed locally. There's a number of ways depending on the country and how we get Bibles to people. But, you know, it's the word of God. It's the living and powerful. It's the lamp to our feet, the light to our path. And uh, they cherish and love the Bible. They eat, breathe, and sleep it when they can, can, can read it. And I counted the other day, so people, I've got over 10, I've got over 20 Bibles. I didn't realize that so many. Over 20 Bibles in our house, different versions and so on. And, you know, it's almost the supply and demand thing. You know, when you look at Bibles, um, and you look at anything, if you, I want to break it down to commodity. Of course, the Bible's not a commodity. It's, it's far more than that. But yeah. any commodity, when, it, when it's scarce, you know, demand seems, to, uh, it's, demand seems to be high and you can't get your hands on it. The perceived value goes up significantly. And I know, I mean, we've just run out of toilet paper again here in uh, <laughs> yeah. where we live. And, you know, uh, I know in the past people would buy toilet paper for, I don't know, 10 bucks and try and sell it for $50 on the internet. So that's a, an idea of supply and demand, you know, and when there's an abundance of supply and demand is low, well, then the perceived value seems to be low. And it's almost where things are so easy in the West in regards to Bibles, uh, we don't treasure it as they do. They, they do put us to shame. And the thing is, when they read the Bible and they read about persecution and difficult times, they read the Psalms, they're reading their own experience, so they can claim the promises in there. For us who are free as Christians and we can you know, practice our religion, religion freely, uh, we can, by imagination, enter into those uh, psalms and what they mean, and then you know, we can treasure them in that sense. But when you're living the experience and you claim the promises through prayer, I mean, that's something different. And we also find that Christians who actually have access to the Bible tend to significantly more remain faithful to their calling and what is God has asked them to do compared to those who don't. 
Because I'd like to say that every Christian remains faithful. You know, when they're starving and they've got to choose between denying Christ and feeding their family after three or four days of no food, I'd like to say that everybody remains faithful, but that is not always the case. Mm. But if they have the Word of God and access to that, it makes a huge difference in their lives and um, it empowers them as Christians. So, uh, you know, we are told by Peter that we are born again by the Word of God. We know, of course, the Holy Spirit's involved in that as well, but let's not forget the importance of hearing the preacher, hearing the gospel, and how can we believe without someone being sent and preaching? And faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God as we read in you know, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Etienne, <clears throat> Etienne sorry, uh, I have a question I'm on the website right now, and it says that there were 12,000 life packs distributed last year. What, what's a life pack? Okay, so this is when there's a, a tragedy that breaks out, like in, in, in Kabul in Afghanistan, for example, where people don't have any access to any food, and then we will put life packs together. So these are essentials, just so they can survive. You know, we... Um, we sometimes send life tracks, sometimes we send money because it may be easier for them just to have money to buy a food because, uh, you know, when things break down in regards to your, um, uh, your ability to distribute products like what happened in Afghanistan, sometimes it's easier to try and get money in. But uh, the second time we send money to uh, Afghanistan, for example, people were there without food for a number of days and they said, look, where's the money? We haven't eaten for about five days now. We said, look, the money is coming. In that instance, when we sent the money, it took us about seven days to get the money to the people who needed it. But life packs is actually where we have people on the ground. Uh, we send money through to them. They buy local produce and bits and pieces and then, and then support the underground church and persecuted Christians there with, with support and aid. And as I said, especially through um, COVID, you know, where the government hasn't distributed aid in, many, aid in many countries, we've had to step in and just close that gap because of the discrimination against Christians and not wanting to provide it to them simply because they are a Christian, where their Muslim neighbor or their Hindu neighbor may be receiving product, but they'll just send them away. Yeah, mm. wow. I see you guys also have a, a new lockdown church um, feature on the website too. Yes, we were doing that through COVID when, you know, when there was a heavy lockdown in many places, especially in, uh, in New South Wales. It almost mm. seems like it's a distant past now with everything being more open. But, of course, <laughs> Omicron running rampant, uh, we set that up for people just as resources of hope and encouragement and even things that people could use at churches, you know, for their virtual church yeah. uh, while they were in lockdown. Hmm. Well, it sounds like Voice of the Mind is doing a really good work. So for those who are interested, <clears throat> you can go to the website. It's uh, VOM, that's Victor Oscar Mike, VOM.com.au. And uh, as Etienne said, there's a, a subscribe button and a donate button, a wonderful ministry uh, serving persecuted Christians with practical and spiritual assistance and leading Christians in the free world into fellowship with persecuted believers. That's their mission statement. So beautiful. Mm. Etienne, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Juan. Thanks, Blake. Thank you to your listener. Thank God you. bless. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.